Hello, everyone. I'm Mike Toledo, your host on Dent Time PDR, a podcast about PDR training, tutorials, interviews, and much more. So get something to eat, drink, and start pushing. It's time to listen. What's crackalackin'? What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing? How are you doing this morning, this evening, whenever time you are listening to it? Hey, I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. In case you are wondering, you're new to my podcast. What do I talk about? I talk about anything and everything about paintless dent repair. It doesn't matter. It could be training. could be tech tips. It could be seminars. It could be whatever. But I guarantee you, you will leave hearing this podcast with something new for you to either help you get better at PDR, make your, your marketing stronger, or just simply walk or uh, listening and, and, and with a smile. Okay, so I'm here to help. And um, so that's it. So let's get into this. Well, I want to talk about um, I want to talk about tapping down. I really think that's a overlooked technique. Uh, maybe especially if you are new, uh, you don't think about it as a veteran tech. It comes so natural to you that it's it's you're probably thinking of something else when you're tapping down, right? Or maybe when you're pushing. Can you, for me personally, when I am doing PDR, I'm not thinking about the dent anymore. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not concentrating like I would be if I was learning it. It relaxes me, to be honest with you. I, I think about different things when I am tapping down. Uh, you know, I'm always thinking about work. And if I'm not thinking about work, I'm thinking about my kids, about what we're going to do the weekend. It's just relaxing. I just think about whatever is going to come to my mind. And I'm sure it might be with you. The same as a veteran tech. So what what is the deal with tapping? Okay, well, tapping could be technically blending. It could be, you know, with a very sharp tip. It could be with a R4 cherry cap, an ultra tap down. Uh, when should you, you know, try different tips? Or maybe, maybe uh, what type of crown are you working with? Are you using... Uh, Big tip, small tip, sharp tip. What are you using? Some of you guys have used the same tap down for years. I've seen super blunt tap downs and guys tapping down small crowns or small highs. That's the way they do it. I I could, I was looking at one as they're tapping with a big blunt tip. Um, For the most part, he's pretty dang darn good. But there were times where that could have prevented, you know, the... From making lows. So I'm going to tell you my technique. There's a lot of guys that do it their way. And if it's if you do it your way. Then heck here's here's how I do it. And if anything it sounds interesting. So. If I have a big crown. And we're talking about tapping down. Okay we're not talking about how. How to look at a crown. But I'm saying if I have a crown. And, and definition for the newbies. A crown is caused from the damage. Or the impact which technically is a shock wave held in time. That's a crown. So it's not man-made. A high is man is mad is man-made, okay? So a high is man-made. So if I'm knocking down a crown caused by the impact, I am generally and it's a big crown, I'm generally taking at the very least an R4 or a ultra Cap, not the newest one they had, the black ones that they had that you went over their their tip. 
and I'm and I'm tapping it down, that's my starting point because I want to move as much metal as I can with that tap down without creating micro lows. If you have a micro low and you're using too sharp of a tap down on a crown, you're going to create a lot of work at the end. You might think that you're doing really good by keep using that sharp tap down. Yes, it's going down, but you're leaving so much deep little textures or little micro lows in there that it will take you a hundred years to get those out. Unless you are very good, very fast, and you are using an extremely sharp tip to get that back. Or you have to do another technique which you push. We're not going to get into how to fix your mistakes, though. But I'm trying to tell you how to prevent them so you don't have to fix as many mistakes. So I would use a, like I mentioned, a softer tap down or more blunt tap down. Some of you guys use a blending ball. You use a blending hammer. And damn, a lot of you guys who do that are really good. So I'm not... Like I said, this 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 advice isn't for every tech. Some guys are very good and have a much higher level of understanding how to blend down metal without making lows. But I'm referring to the average person who's a little bit lower, maybe having a hard time, even though you're a veteran, Help how, how to keep those crowns clean. Now, if that was a severe crown, what I'm mentioning, if it's a severe crown, what I will do is use a rubber ball, like maybe a... It looks like the size, the diameter of a quarter, maybe just a tiny smaller, about the yeah, about that size. And I will knock that crown down with the rubber ball. If I make a low, it's very easy to fix. It's not one of those sharp lows. It's not one of those deep pitted lows that you could make with a sharper tap down. The rubber ball really knows how to vibrate that metal or that crown flow back towards the dent. So at the very most, I would use the rubber ball, then the R4 or Ultra Cap, the, the, the black one. Or now, now that I've got it down somewhat flat, but it's still humped. It's still kind of wavy here. It's still, still got something there. Then I'm going to a midpoint. A midpoint is between a soft tip and a sharp tip. It's got kind of like a bullet tip looks. It looks like a bullet tip, a black one. I use that. This is traditional tapping down, guys. Okay. And then I would go to a sharp tip tap down. Now that could be now as far as what do you mean by sharp tip tap down with all the little it looks like a really nice sharp pencil tip now. Okay, something that you would draw, you know, you you write in class, that kind of sharp pencil looking. Okay. That worked really works really good. I used to use the white ones from Ultra Dentals. If you're on a tight budget, those will hold up pretty well. I'm going to get to the good stuff and the latest stuff now, okay? I'm not, don't worry. I'm not leaving anything out. Well, I use this new, this one. I use that one. I'm going, to, I'm going to get to that. So that's the traditional way, and that's the foundation. That's the fundamentals of knocking down clean so you don't create more work. As you get super better and super good and confident, you could probably skip some of those steps at tapping down because you can read your reflection much faster. You know, it not just read it. You can see the reaction of the metal with the reflection telling you as you get fast, as you get faster. So that's the, again, big ball. If it's a severe crown, normal crown, normal 
impact that's pretty decent. R4, midpoint, sharp tip, finish it. Okay. So let's talk about the new ways, the new techniques. Well, I think blending isn't new, but it's getting more and more popular. I see more and more techs getting very comfortable with blending. Heck, I even trained a student last month who picked up the blending hammer. Actually, he his favorite now is uh, the Todd Zimmerman's um, uh, the Carbon Tech Mini from Rice Rock Hill, that one, and he likes it. I think it's the blending tip on there, so if you guys get a chance, maybe you, you don't want to buy the hammer, see if the tip is available. It's a blending micro, like a little ball. looks like a ball ping on the end of a jeweler's hammer. It's like that. Really good. Vibrates the metal down really clean. And listen, I I tell what, what I use a lot. Uh, that works really good. And we'll talk about different blending tips too because I, I don't want to give too much away. It's, it's, that's for another podcast. But it's it's a really good hammer. I do recommend it. Um, the latest tips that I have been using that are just phenomenal that just take your finishing to another level are a couple brands that I want to talk about. And that is the VIP 2.0 and the VIP 3.0 and the new ballistic tips from Dead on Dent Tools. Ladies and gentlemen, your repairs at the end will be so much friggin' cleaner. I guarantee you, if you have not even picked those up, you're in for a surprise. I know a lot of you already have the VIP the VIP 2.0 and the 3.0. It's, it's, what can I say? Peter over there uh, has been killing it. He's doing a great job at it. And, and uh, those tap downs are awesome. We're, and I'm going to introduce another one. And then we're going to talk about the benefits of them. Okay. I'm talking about the pros and cons. And I'll talk about the individual tips from the VIP and then the, the ballistic tips. So this is kind of like a visual review, all right? So this is what I'm talking about. I did film the uh, last one of the ballistic tips. I just put a little teaser on my Instagram and a couple other places, but I hadn't put it on YouTube because YouTube to me personally is built for longer videos. I can do the one-minute videos and whatever else on Instagram and other things. So I hope you guys are kind of paying attention. Please, if you're not following me already, please check me out on Instagram, handles Dent Time. Same thing with Facebook and and the other one, uh, yeah, Facebook and, and the Instagram. It's mainly where I go. LinkedIn. If you haven't seen me on LinkedIn, too, I, I post a lot on LinkedIn, too, as well. Okay. So the ballistic tips, they come in three sizes. I Unfortunately, I didn't come prepared because I wasn't uh, going to go this deep. But uh, the ballistic tips, he's got three sizes, kind of like a, a flat. Mm, it's a pretty decent size tip for really knocking down crowns, knocking down a really nice high spot. Uh, that is, uh, that's, uh, that's his first main tip. And then the middle one, which is kind of like the size of a VIP, uh, a little bit more skinnier and longer. And then you've got the latest one, the small one called the Peewee. Now I've got to tell you a story about both of them. The VIP 3.0, the little s- smallest metal one, and then the smallest of the, uh, the dead on dentals ballistic tips I both named now the 3.0 the small one is called the sniper and the the small one of the ballistic is now is called the peewee 
Fantastic tips, guys. Fantastic tips. So why would why would why would you just not or why would you get one or the other? No, you shouldn't. You should get them all. You'll love it. It wasn't that long ago where you would tap down and your freaking your favorite nice sniper little you know one that takes care of the little micro low highs at the end and you're like clean and they only last maybe sometimes one repair or two repairs and it mushroom and then it wouldn't be as accurate and then you next thing you know you're causing little micro lows because the tip is so uneven and you forgot to sand it and resurface it again well now the newest tips you don't have to, you don't you don't have to worry about that. You do have to maintain the metal ones a little bit more, but I think you get a, I, with the metal tips, the metal tip tips. You are probably getting, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 percent more, just a smoother tap down. Okay, it, it's very accurate, way accurate. Okay, the metal tips. I'm referring to the VIP. Two point three point doesn't matter, but the metal tips. Now, the, the plastic ones, here's the benefit with the plastic ones, like the ballistics. They don't wear down. I'm not saying they don't wear down at all. They just take a long time to wear down. And that's a good thing because, again, not too long ago, there were tips that I was buying. I was probably going through 10, 15 tips of the sharp ones from Ultra or from... Um, uh, Dentcraft. That was those tips were always kind of just you know they were great. The the bigger ones are great. This the small ones is just man. If you were just hitting something aluminum or hitting something that's really stubborn, high strength steel, it's it's mushrooming. It's 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 flattening out. And again, like I mentioned, it will cause little micro lows. So when do I use the VIP more than the ballistic, or when do I use the ballistic more than the VIPs? Now, this is not a versus like, you know, hey, battle, like which one should you get? I'm telling you, as I mentioned, you should get both of them. And you guys, ladies and gentlemen, I do not, I don't want to talk crap about any tools. There's just no room for me for to do it because I waste my time. And this isn't a jab at anybody. So if anybody gets butthurt about how my podcasts go, then oh well. So the thing is, is that these tips have a purpose. And you've got to understand, again, you've got to understand what these, what these tools do. And I'm referring to the tap downs, okay? The VIP, the metal ones, are for really fine-tuned um, taps, okay? The, the regular VIP 2.0, that diameter, and the screw-on one that they comes with the 3.0, those are pretty much like, man, you're getting to the end. Um, you just need to straighten something out, fine-tune it. That's that's what I would I use that for mainly, and it works tremendous. I'd say about seventy percent, maybe sixty percent left. I've got I'm I'm already picking up the VIP. As far as tapping down, it's that accurate. It's that good. However, however, it can leave little marks, and that's not generally that. It's not its fault. It's usually yourself. You got to be self-aware of when you're using that. What kind of metal are you dealing with, and what what is the, is it a repaint or not a repaint? Got to be aware. 
it's not the tool's fault that, that mark the paint. You've got to be very, very aware. Pay attention. Make sure your reflection is nice and broad. You can see that tap. And more importantly, make sure the tap down is level perpendicular to the panel so you are not mistakenly nicking the clear coat, making marks, because otherwise you're going to be clear uh, color sanding for sure. Now, I do have a solution. So if you get the 3.0, VIP 3.0, they it comes with a plastic version of the of the VIP. And it is fantastic. It is strong, it's accurate, it stays its shape. Super good. Love it. So that would be an answer. You want you still want the VIP accuracy, but you don't want to risk making little micro or nicks in the clear coat or marking it. Then go to their plastic um, peak tap down. It is great. So now moving on to the ballistics. The ballistic would be something similar to that. The biggest little ballistic that for tapping down would be nice for crowns to start. Again, as long as you respect these tap downs, these tips, make sure that it's it's level across the panel and you are looking, you are really concentrating on looking. This is the time you don't really want to be daydreaming about anything else. You want to pay attention to your taps. Make sure you you have a good level. It's it's not digging into it. You're you and and it's it's the right one. Pay attention to the paint. And the middle ballistic is kind of like the same size diameter as the as the VIP, pretty close. Very accurate. And I'm going to say that tap down lasts a long time. Long, long, long time. Love you a long time. And then my favorite right now is the Peewee. The Peewee is is so it is the it is there's nothing that's going to come close in the plastic series as the VIP, excuse me, as the ballistic from Dead on Dentals, that is a must-have. It is a must-have. Got to get that tip. And technically, I would get all the tips I just mentioned, okay? Make sure to get that, if I didn't say that already. All right, guys, so moving on, I just I thought that would be fine for you guys to check out my opinion about knocking down, about the latest tips. We can get more technical about that, but I could probably bring someone else on and we could talk about sharing our techniques about that. So I, as you guys know, I, I do like to bring people on. And, and as we are speaking about that, we're going to bring on Don Cavanaugh. We're going to talk about the standliner tools. How hands-on is it going to be? How What are you going to get out of it? You know, is the seminar for you? Well, find out. We we give them a call and uh, we go from there. What up, Don? How you doing? Hey, doing good, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. We're just, uh, obviously we're recording a podcast right here. Um, so since I've got you on the line, because I've told everybody that we're gonna call you, um, I'm probably be able to get Stanliner on or Th- Thomas later on during the week because him and I are just we're we're back and forth. But we want to talk about a little bit of the agenda of the of the um, standliner. So you and I have been communicating back and forth. 
give us give people some idea because I've been getting questions a lot about what is it what is it going to be like is it going to be hands on you know both what and what is Kaz what is he going to be doing uh, at the seminar you have an idea so I, I I do and it's the first of its kind so there's it's kind of a you know it's going to be you know a very wonderful overview of all of the standliner tools all the techniques that Kaz uses. You we're going to be able to, uh, we're going to have several stations set up. Uh, we're going to have everything from, you know, working on fenders to doors to quarters to hoods, um, you know, just basically the whole gamut. But he's going to basically show us his techniques versus the techniques of this world that we know. And uh, it's going to be a pretty enlightening uh, deal, I think. I'm very excited about it. Um, but basically, um, from what I'm, what I'm told and what I'm, what I'm taking in here, is uh, we'll have we'll have different times at different stations and working with these various different tools and getting very uh, familiar with how we would use them in front of Kaz. Kaz is going to say, uh, "Yeah, why don't you start here? You know, maybe he'll pick a <laughs> he'll pick some kind of guinea pig in the crowd, and someone will step up and say, well, this is how I would repair this.' And it's probably going to be, you know, one of us where we've you know are pretty you know, uh, comfortable with tools and, and our techniques and, and, and making things look great at the end of the day. And he's probably going to, uh, and unfortunately embarrass us a lot. Yeah. I think, I don't know, but, but, uh, he'll be taking these, uh, these tools and showing us what he would do, you know, and, uh, with his, with his tools that he's made because he has so many different techniques of blending and, and dragging and pushing and rolling and twist, you know, and things that I don't even understand some of these words, what they really mean in their entirety, which I thought I knew, but I'm finding out that I don't. And uh, so he'll be, you know, taking the helm at that point and showing us how to use these tools more efficiently, more smoothly, more cleanly. And uh, we'll just be, you know, kind of coming away with it like holy crap and then the great thing is is he's not only going to show us but we're all going to have some time with the tools in our hands to try those various techniques ourselves so it's kind of going to be an all hands-on deal you know it obviously won't be his full uh, deal if you flew to Lithuania where you're you know one-on-one with cats but we're going to get a pretty good overview of understanding uh, these tools to a much deeper understanding for us to realize, you know, the potential of the tools and then trying his techniques. I think it's just going to be, you know, outstanding for yeah. us to be able to, uh, you know, put them to use. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was using that, um, that tool, obviously when you were here a little bit, um, and then when you left and we were doing a, a kind of a smash on the front fender that, uh, Anybody, this is inside. This is the first time you guys have heard this. Okay, so you saw, obviously, uh, everyone saw, it was very, very obvious that uh, Vince kicked the front fender and broke the paint right on the front fender. Okay. <laughs> if you guys want to yeah. see that video, you can just go to Dent or my Facebook, uh, you know, I handle Dent Time. So facebook.com slash Dent Time. Check it out. Uh, Vince kicks the front fender, busts the paint. And anyways, we fixed it pretty much with all standliner tools, right? We did completely other than the blending techniques that we're using from outside with our hammers and knockdowns. We completely pushed that 100% standliner. Yeah. Quick, fast, nice and smooth. Okay. Good. It was, it was good. But so my point is, is that the next week you guys left the students graduated that I had that was there. 
uh, Terry. And the new student came for a two-day training. So I go to the other side of the front fender, kick it. You saw probably that bionic man, right? It's on Instagram. Awesome kick, perfect. Um, and then uh, I decided to kick it again on the body. After Rory fixed it, he did a great job on it. And then I decided to kick it again because Rory goes, oh, I want to do a fender dent. And we wanted to try these new dent craft fender edge um, strengthening tools, right? So that was cool. Mm-hmm. So I decided to kick it on the, on the, on the body line and lo and behold, um, it didn't do anything. I was like, oh man. All right. So I back up and the quick thought, just as I'm about to kick it, like I need to heat it and I kicked it right. Boom. That paint busted again. Like on the other side, worse than that. I have a video, but I didn't show that publicly, but I had to hurry up and get it out. And my point is of this whole thing is I was using a stand liner tool. We were using killer whale tail, but the killer whale tail was just a little too aggressive because the, the high strength steel is right under the body line and the whale tail. The one I wanted to use was too long because the handle was hitting the ground, unfortunately. So I had to go to my standard modified 26 inch whale tail, but it's very aggressive if you twist it too much, you know? So I remember Kaz telling me, at MTE, Mike, if you want to soft pushes, soft pushes, you glue, you glue, right? And I was like, wow. So I go, let me do something. So I put glue on top of the whale tail all, all over it, like in a nice straight line as if you're doing a tap, right? Put layer and layer, built it up nice, let it hang over the edge a little bit. And sure enough, it was pushing metal super good. Not slipping, not aggressive, just pushing it nice, like a, the best soft tip you could ever imagine. And it was really, really good. So, that is so, such a great tip. Something that I wouldn't even think about doing. And uh, I, I, I just love that. That's awesome. So, not only Kaz had a good idea, though, but I actually started doing that on different tips, just regular tips, hot, put a hot glue sure. on it. And it works good, man. If I want to couple good <laughs> pushes with, with the tool tip I like, and it's it's doing, it did really good. So might want to try that. Absolutely. I, I really like the idea. And it's basically, it's almost like a muffler, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, silencer. in a weird, different yeah. way. Yeah, silencer, whatever you want to call it. And then you were, I think you were telling me off the air that, that it just, it held its position really well. There's no way it's going to slide if you're in a really slippery area. Yeah. It liked it, it, the adhesion on the backside of the panel even better as well as softer pushes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you know, the, the steps of doing dense, you know, you want to get the most amount of push with the least amount of highs, right? You, each high sets you back five minutes if you're a fast tech because it's not always going to go down, if not uh, tapping those highs down. It could go it could go further than down. it go lower, and then you go to push it back. You know, it's like a back and forth, you know. Um, so let's get back on topic of the standliner thing. Sorry, I'm sure some of you guys enjoy that, but I just I wanted to do that. Um, so tell me, is is because I'm working at it to help organizing it. This is the way I would you know, we are working this direction is, is we know there's going to be stations that are going to be somewhat set up. Okay. But we really want to make sure that the people get their hands on, uh, about these tools have way more knowledge about what they do than, than when they came in from, is that correct? Yes. Yes. And what I love about this is there's going to be four or five stations 
Um, they're coming in early uh, to do the uh, event, and that is going to be great. We're going to build these stations, uh, literally, uh, from the ground up. And then what's going to happen at that point is um, we're going to have – he's got guys coming from Lithuania um, to help him, and uh, which is just fantastic. A couple of really master technicians. And uh, we are um, going to be, uh, every one of them will be manned uh, by a, a, a master of the standliner uh, technology. And, of course, Kaz will be helping as well on all of these. You won't be, like, not talking to Kaz, but I'm kind of excited that there's um, a little bit more to it um, with, with several different stations going on probably maybe even simultaneously. I'm not sure exactly um, okay. how that's going to play out, right. but uh, it's going to be pretty cool because we're all going to have chances to do different things. And of course, guys will be right there yeah. with all that, of us. That, but, now, uh, uh, Don, so and I heard that there's going to be tools there for them to purchase as well, right? Because Yes, yes, okay. yes. See, there's already stuff landing. There's boxes that I can barely move. It's hilarious. Uh, they're landing daily. And then the cool thing is, is he's got a surprise in the works for everybody that's the attendees uh, that uh, they're going to receive um, um, some special tools from CAS and, then of course, the instruction how to use them uh, where that's going to be kind of a special gift to everyone as well. That's confirmed? And that's confirmed. Yep, 100%. Wow. Yeah. Wow, no yeah. kidding. Jesus. <laughs> We just had to throw you that. Hey, in case nobody knew, okay, nobody knew who that was, and that's Don. That's Don Cavanaugh, man. It's one of our first podcasts we got in together, and he was doing his cameo, and uh, and uh, I took that that soundbite and, and used it ever since, man. So <laughs> I hear that everywhere, too. I love it, Mike. I love it. I'm honored that you use that thing. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. First, I wasn't I sure like if you, you, if you would like it. I do. I think it's funny. I can't even believe I said that. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, no, so anyways, that Kaz thing sounds sounds uh, awesome. Uh, I can't wait to to be there. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, you never. Here's the great thing about Kaz, because I've been seeing a few of these things, and I, I know how, they, how it works. You, you never know what to expect, but you can always expect that you're going to learn something uh, and a Absolutely. lot. Okay. Um, that's all I got to say about cats. You never know what to expect, but you can expect that you're going to learn something, if not a lot of something. So that's, if you can turn, take something away from anything, um, but especially if you are coming to see somebody who's, who's very special and very talented and very passionate about the industry, uh, I definitely think this event's for you and you're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he just hit that out of the park and he wants, he, his passion is so deep rooted um you know he he just wants everybody to come away with with knowledge he he, he you know he, it's his legacy in all honesty and uh you know he not only makes of course probably the most you know probably the i don't want to say pretty but it's true um the most gorgeous tools i've ever seen or or manufactured you know i mean they're just works of art they really are I, um, I just, you know, and that's, that's him all the way through. That's not just the way that tools look, but the way he does well, it, it, it. And he just wants it best for everybody. He's yeah. going to make sure everybody comes away with a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Well, he hand makes those tools. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. 
individual. That's what's crazy. It's that, and that's why I say it, each tool is definitely has his own little touch on it. Um, regardless, no matter how close they look, the same. It's it's just, it's they're handmade, so that, that blows me away. Um, so what's when it, it's April, is, it's April twenty fifth, though, correct? Yep, Through April twenty fifth and twenty sixth, and uh, I think there's um, I am you know, a, a few spots left. There's not a ton of spots, but uh, we're um, you know we're we're getting close to capacity, but we're very excited for you know the few more that might be able to sign up, and it's it's just amazing. I, I just, it's I'm, what's I'm the so date? It's it's, it. it's April twenty fifth through the twenty seventh, and that's yep, that. And yep, then twenty twenty, so it's the twenty fifth and twenty sixth, which is a Thursday. In a Friday, yep. and then the 27th is where we shift over to Vince from Anson and do the EV class uh, um, for anybody that wants to pick up that knowledge, uh, which Mike and I have both uh, have done that, and that's a that's a really good class too. Maybe you can kill two birds with one stone, but um, cool, you know, so it's very cool. All right. Well, Don, I thank you very much, dude. I just wanted to uh, get that going for the, everybody's listeners because we're just kind of just kind of giving a brief or, a, you know, kind of an overview of what yeah. these seminars are coming up, uh, what they're going to be about. It kind of gives you more insight. So instead of just, hey, learn more about Standliner, well, you know, hey, you want to know about it some more? And then through a tech tip in there, too, as well, for anybody who, even if they own it, can attend or um, maybe yeah. you're thinking about using that on other tools. So again, thanks a lot, Don, for coming on, man. Mike, thank you very much for your time tonight, and uh, we'll talk soon. You got it, Don. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Talk to you later. You bet, buddy. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Bye bye. All right, Don Cavanaugh, right there, man. I wanted to say thanks a lot for everybody to uh, for listening. This is I try to keep this different as possible as the podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, I really do appreciate you listening. If you have any questions, hit me up. You guys know where to find me. Just simply give me a message. Messenger usually is probably the best. You can do that on dentremovalsandiego.com. If you want to check out that site, we do have websites. John and Hiley offer some of the best, and I think the best PDR websites in town. So uh, they're only getting better, and we work on new templates as well. But anyhow, I will see you guys. Oh, if you guys are interested in the PDR sites, it's thebestpdrwebsites.com. I'll put a link below, and I'll catch you guys next on the next podcast. See ya.